me know when we are. Okay, good afternoon, everybody. Apologies for the technical uh, glitches. Be'ezrat uh, Hashem, let's begin the uh, Shi'ur. Uh, today's Shi'ur will be beginning the Goldenberg and Cohen families uh, volume. This is the beginning of volume 11, the fourth Sefer in Orachaim. And we are still continuing with Hilchot Tfila. And today's Shi'ur is focusing on what may and what may not be done uh, before Tfila. So let's jump in straight away. I'll say at the outset that in Masechet Brachot, we find three separate sugyot that deal with this topic of what one is permitted or not permitted to do before, uh, before uh, tefillah. One is uh, regarding eating, one is regarding activities, and one is regarding greeting other people. And perhaps at the end of the field, we'll try and tie all three sugyots together and try and come up with a, a, a greater picture of what's going on. In the meantime, let's go through each sugya independently. So the first sugya that we're going to deal with is greeting others before tefillah. And here the Gemara in Brachot of Yudalet says as follows. Anyone who davens, uh, sorry, who greets one's friends before davening, it is as if he has created an altar right basically the the the, the navi Yeshayahu is describing that you know a person should cease doing his own work before going to uh going to to serve Hashem and the word in the passage describing it is bame now we know bameh can also mean with what, or can mean a bama, an altar. And Shmuel Amar, bameh chashavto lazeh velo la'eloha, right? Uh, no, Shmuel says literally, this means, what are you thinking about him, i.e. your friend, and not God? Why are you putting your friend before God? Mativ Rav Sheshet, Rav Sheshet says, I don't understand. We've learned that in the Kriyachma, between the paragraphs, one is allowed to greet someone, Mishum Kavod, right? And you're allowed to re respond to anyone who greets you. So, answers the Gemara, Tir Gemara that when is this prohibition of greeting one's friend so severe, this is when one actually goes to their door, goes to their house, knocks on their door before tefillah. But if one happens, you know, uh, in a very happenstance manner, meets your friend on the way to shul and greets him, lichora, I'm going to stress that word, lichora, it's not a problem. Okay. Let's see how the Rishonim, we're going to see three different opinions of the Rishonim, how to understand this sugya. The first is the opinion of the Rashba quoting the Raiva. Katava Raiva, says the Rashba. The Hainushin Agulo Marba Boker Safra de Marita. This is the Minagwa people change and they say, Good morning, sir. Meaning, 
we change the way we say good morning. And here the Rashba gives us a reason for the prohibition. So in order that one doesn't tarry and, and, and one's man doesn't get involved in other things, and because he uses different language, he uh, he gets he'll remember you know that he's got to go double. Doctor first Shleimer, see your uh, your. Uh, hope everything is okay. It will be fine. There's not a show, no problems. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, thank we you. Can, uh, <laughs> we can learn your first Um Okay. The uh, the second the second opinion. Okay, so so lichora the Rashba he has given us two separate halachot. Number one, he says, what's the idea behind this isur? A person might forget to go and daven lichora. Number two, that if one does it b'shinui, it seems to be okay. Now, if I take the Rashba and the conclusion of the Gemara, the conclusion of the Gemara was only a problem if one went to one's friend's house, but if one met the, your friend regularly, one could say good morning in the regular fashion. When do I have to do a shinoi? I have to do a shinoi when I go to my friend's house and knock on his door. Okay, let's keep that in mind. We'll see whether the Achronim understood it that way or not. The Talmudei Rabbeinu Yona gave something different. Amrul Chachmei Provence. Even if one goes to one's friend's house. The problem is, number one, you went to your friend's house. Number two, you use the word shalom. Because you're using God's name. So, according to Tamidei Rabbeinu Yona, there, there seem to be two problems in, or, or two conditions in order for there to be a problem. Number one, you specifically went to the person's house to greet him and say shalom. Number two, when you said shalom, you used the word shalom, which is as opposed to saying good morning or safra de maritav. The Rashba didn't say that the problem is shame Hashem. The Rashba is saying that the problem is, is you're using your regular language of good morning and that we need to remind ourselves not to get carried away and start having a whole conversation. We need to get to davening. So that seems to be the difference between Rabbeinu Yonah and, and the Rashba. But then he says, it's only permitted to go to one's friend's door if there is a need for business or another need. But if you're specifically going to greet the person, you know, honor him, say, good morning, meaning the Rabbi Yonah starts off by saying, you need two conditions in order for there to be a problem. Number one, you're going directly to greet them. And number two, you're using Shem Hashem. The conclusion of Rabbeinu Yonah is, if you're going directly to greet the person, even if you're not using Shem Hashem, it's a problem. When do we say you're allowed to go to someone's house? If you're not going to greet them, 
you, you have to pick them up because you're going to a business meeting. So you're going to pick them up on the way to shul. That's fine. But if you're going specifically to honor them, that will be a problem no matter what language you use. Let's see a third opinion of Rabbeinu Yerucham. The Rabbeinu the Beit Yosef quotes Rabbeinu Yerucham. And this is in Siman Peitet. Peru Shalom Kamo Kriya. Rabbeinu Yerucham says, when the, when the Gemara was discussing this prohibition of greeting one's friends, it was bowing down. Aval Shalom Bapem Muta. But greeting one's uh, friend with one's mouth, verbally, not a problem. And again, when is it a problem to bow down to one's friend? When one goes specifically to his house and knocks on his door. But if you just happenstance met your friend, then it's not a problem even to bow down. To summarize, all three opinions seem to imply that the real problem based on the Gemara is going directly to one's friend's house. According to one opinion, it's even then it's only going to be a problem if you bow down. But if you don't bow down, not a problem. A second opinion, the original quote of Rabbeinu Yonah, it's only a problem if you will use Shem Hashem, Shalom, Shalom Aleichem. But if you just say good morning, it wouldn't be a problem. Number three, the Rashba says, it's a problem if you use your usual way of greeting the person. But if you, use a, 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 if you change the way you greet the person, then that would be okay, even going to your friend's house. What if you didn't go to your friend's house? You stand, you're, you're on the way to Shul, and you, you bump into someone. Are there any uh, limitations? Lichora, one could argue, no. According to all three shittas that we've seen, maybe there wouldn't be a problem. Let's see how the Shulchan Aruch rules. And this is Shulchan Aruch or Achaim Peitet Sitbet. Since the time of Tfila has arrived, meaning from dawn, a person cannot go to his friend's house to ask him uh, um, greeting. Because you can't use the word shalom, which is the name of Hashem. You're allowed to go to your friend's house and just say good morning. And then the Shulchan Aruch adds, No, I'm adding another limitation. This is the opinion of Rabbi Yonah. It's only if you need to go. But you want to go and honor the person, even just greeting the person saying good morning would be problematic. And similarly, you're not allowed to bow down when you go to his household. And now some say, that we didn't see in the Rishonim, that bowing down is always going to be prohibited, even not if you go to his doorstep. But if he's already started saying right? not such a problem. And now let's take the, the, the more common scenario. You didn't go to your friend's house. You're walking in the streets, you're going, you've got your twill in your hand, you're off your two shoulders, and you see someone. Shalom. 
you're allowed to greet the person even with shalom. So Sam say, listen, don't use the word shalom. Rather say good morning. Meaning, so here, the Shulchan Aruch changes. He says, don't say shalom. Use something different. So in order that you you won't uh, you won't get um, you won't get uh, uh, sidetracked and you'll you'll still get on your way to shul. Now, uh, I just want to add two points of the uh, of the Mishnah Bura. The Mishnah Bura says we saw that there's a, a problem going to the, your friend's house. That that seems to be a problem. Um, according to the Shulchan Aruch, even if you're not going to say the word shalom. Specifically, going to your friend's house, no matter what you're going to say, is going to be a problem. On that, says the Mishnah Bura, the Huadin imolech bebet haknesset mi makom akavuelo le makom chaverol litenu shalom. This sometimes happens. You get to shul on Shabbos, and you see that there's a, a guest, an old friend that is happens to be in in your yeshuv for Shabbos, and he's in in shul. Are you allowed to go up to him? And, and, and greet him. There you specifically greeting him, right, before you've davened. Says the Mishnah Bura, that is similar to going to his house. That would be a problem. And then we said, the Shmuel, the second point of the Mishnah Bura. Here, the Mishnah Bura is pointing out a separate problem. It's not that I'm tearing and I might get sidetracked and I'm not going to die. You're giving cover to a person before you're giving cover to a Baruch But if you're not saying it in Hebrew, he's not sure. One needs further ear. And then he says it's logical. If you say a Baruch should give you blessing or something like that, Shari. In that case, it would be permitted. Because now you're blessing him with Shem Hashem. So you are giving kavod to HaKosh Baruch So just to summarize, basically, according to the Mishnah Brura, walking over to a person, even in shul, is equivalent to going to your, your friend's house. And that's very problematic, as we saw. Um, if, you, if, you just, if you're not going to say Shem Hashem, you're not going to greet him in Hebrew, there is room to be makel. Let's see what the uh, what the Yalkos, Yalkut Yosef says regarding this. Dawn has arrived. You're not allowed to go to your friend's house to say shalom to him. Even your father, your rabbi. But you're allowed to greet him and say good morning. Meaning, if let's say you want to, uh, you, you don't stop by just to say good morning and then go off to Shul. You, if you, you're going there because there's some reason, you're picking the person up to go to Shul or you're on your way to a business meeting, then it's okay, you can go. And even then, um, one should change the way one says it, one shouldn't say shalom. But if you're just going to greet the person, 
אפילו זה הלשון אסור. Even just saying good morning is going to be a problem. ואם פגע בו בדרך מעיקר הדין מותר לומר לו שלום. But if you, you saw your neighbor on your way to shoot, not only can you say good morning, you can even say שלום, שלום עליכם. אך טוב לומר זה גם בלשון אחר. But best not to use שם השם, כגון בוקר טוב וכדומה. In חוץ לארץ, In Chutzlar, I get around, it's, it's not a problem. Why? Because you're walking to Shul on Shabbos. Shabbos morning, and you see someone, you pass someone, what do you say? You say, good Shabbos. In, in, uh, in, in Eretz Yisrael, what do you say? You say, Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom, as we saw, the, the using Shalom is problematic. So, so even in Israel, when I greet people, even if they're Israeli, I say, good Shabbos. Right? Um, and usually they answer back in, uh, in that because it's, uh, because again, to try and stay away from the word shalom. Again, me'ikaradin, one could even say shalom uh, because we, I, I didn't go to his house specifically. But as we saw, it's best to be machmir and try not say shame shamaim. If one said birkat Torah before one, uh, before one leaves to shul, then we saw there's even more room to be, to be Michael. Okay. Now, Ramon Chai, can, can, can I ask a question? Yes. So, that, the, but that's only before Davni. Yes. On the way home, you could say Shabbat Shalom. On the way home, you can say Shabbat Shalom. Not only can you say Shabbat Shalom, you went to the night's minion, okay? And now you're walking home and you see people coming to you on, uh, the, and you know that obviously they, they're going to the eight o'clock minion. They haven't davened. You're allowed to greet them and say Shabbat Shalom. It's not a problem, even though you know they haven't davened. Okay? It's not, it's not Lifnei Iver? Or it's not Lifnei Iver. We'll see that uh, in a moment. Okay? We'll see that in a moment. And I, I, I think the reason why it's not Lifnei Iver is because Me'ikara Din, there's no Isur. Meaning... You're, you're meeting them on the way back from Shul, right? You're walking, you're walking home. We saw the whole prohibition, according to the Gemara, Rebbe Abba, the whole prohibition is specifically going to uh, agree to person. And the Mishnah Bureau clarifies this because what are you giving cover to Akash Baruch before, uh, before giving cover to a person? What's the other reason? That you might tarry and forget to do the mitzvah of davening. You are at the end of davening. The other person's on the way to shul. So by meeting them just, you know, on the path, there's no real concern. Whereas if you're going to their house and you start sitting down and you're catching up and, you know, you start telling them all the good things that happened during the week, that is more problematic. And therefore, this whole haphazard uh, um, meeting, the Ikradin, you can even say Shalom Aleichem. Now, Rav uh, Eliyahu adds an interesting point. Yes, doctor. You're on mute, I think. I can't hear. I still can't hear. Can you hear me? Can oh, you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Um, I passed a customer on the way to Shul and I have been known to withdraw some cash from it. Would that be a hitake? Oh, oh, that we're gonna we we are gonna that's the next sugya. That's exactly oh, the okay. next sugya. We're gonna we're gonna get to that in a moment. Okay. But yes, Omri. So again, preferably in the middle of the street, don't say the word shalom. 
Now, Ramon Chaliyahu has another Chumrah. We saw that the Rashba said, change, it's not just shame Hashem. You've got to change the way you usually talk. So if you always say Boketov, so say Tzafratava. Who, who talks like that in, in, in the Tzafratava? Who talks like Aramaic? She has, <laughs> why? She has sim leib shelo yitakev antitalel. Again, this is a Chumrah. As we saw, the Ikar Adin, if you, you're not planning it, there's no real Isur, but as I mentioned, it wasn't so clear in the Rashba. The Rashba says the Minag is to change. And it wasn't clear if his Minag was to change only when you went to meet your friend at his house or even Baderech. The Ramon Chariyahu says it's best to change the way you say, you speak, even Baderech. Okay, so that's a, it's a Chumrah, but uh, it is definitely uh, um, something that if one can do, one uh, um, th th there's room to, to, to do such a thing. Says the Piskei Chuvot. Again, stay away from the word Shalom Aleichem. You can say good Yontav, you can say good Shabbos, it's all good. Here you haven't seen giving a present. Yeah, let's say, Anna, you're going to uh, host for Shabbat uh, lunch. So as you walk in, you're holding the present, you give it to him. Don't give it to him then. Wait until Shabbat and then give it. We're not going to get in what you're allowed to give for, 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 uh, on, for what gift you should give for, 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 to someone on Shabbat. But assuming there's no problem with giving a gift, don't do it before Tefillah. Okay. Um, just, just to finish this, uh, um, this uh, point, the Rabbital uh, Shern says that there's no problem of phoning someone up. That's not considered, uh, open, you know, going to his door uh, and greeting him. Pnina alacha is is machmir. Says one shouldn't do it unless there's a very important reason uh, to do so. Okay, um, let let just finish with the Mishnah Bura. V'kol ze leptoach lomar lachaver oshalom. Aval kashechaver oshoel bishlomo. This was uh, our question. You coming back from Shul, you've already done a night. You say, Shalom Aleichem. Mutar la'ashiv b'chol inyan v'kol shekein d'mishek far hitpaler. Someone who's already done a mutar la'ashim l'pitcho shel chaveiro. You're allowed to go to your friend's house. Sh'eloi t'palel, liten lo shalom. Afopi sh'yitztarech la'ashivo even though he will have to reply. Meaning, the prohibition me'ikaradin is on the person that is initiating the, the issue over here, not a person replying, not a person replying. And I, I think the reason is, is, is one of two. If the problem over here is giving kavod, someone knocked on my door, I didn't give kavod to that person. I didn't say, Tov, I want to give kavod to, this, to my friend before I go to Baruch I'm just being polite. You're being polite, so that's Vesayda Gamur. Second of all, what was the other reason? Forgetting to, to daven. When is there a concern that I'm going to forget to daven? 
when it was so important for me to go to my friend's house and say hello and, I don't know, catch up. So for me, there's a concern. My friend wasn't interested in telling me that his, his, you know, what happened during the week. For him, he's got his own agenda of what he wants to achieve during the day. Right now, his focus is getting to minion on time. So the concern of the person who is, is um, replying seems less uh, um, problematic. And therefore, it's not a problem of lift naive. It's not a problem of lift naive, and no one seems to be concerned about it. Okay, let's. Uh, so that just uh, finishes that uh, that um, conclusion. I just I, 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 I'm, I'm very bothered. I used to sometimes walk to shul and I used to greet people. Again, this was before I was, uh, you know, learned the sugyot, but often people didn't greet me back. And it, it, it used to uh, irk me. Like, uh, as what, what kind of a from person doesn't, doesn't uh, greet you back? So maybe I said, you know, I, it was in Chutzlaret, so I probably didn't even say Shabbat Shalom. I probably said Good Shabbat. From what I've seen in the Sugyot, there's no reason why, why a person shouldn't greet the person back. Okay? Um, you don't want to say Shabbat Shalom, so say Good Shabbat. Um, there is absolutely no reason to greet. You want to be super machmir. I don't know why. Um, nod your head. But, but to ignore people, I think, is, is very public. I, I think uh, it's problematic not to answer a person. I'm just, I, I've experienced that a few times. And I, I'm not sure where the Makori is, because from what we've seen uh, in the sources up until now, there seems no justification for it. The only thing that I can think about is maybe a person's in the middle of a brocha. And so he doesn't want to, uh, he doesn't want to, you know, he's in the middle of Birkata Torah or something like that. And therefore it might be a problem. But even then, shake your head. Maybe, maybe that's uh, Malamed Schut on those people who don't, uh, don't, or they just haven't learned the sugya properly. And uh, because of that, they got confused what the Allah is. But as again, according to my understanding, there is absolutely no problem uh, replying, even Shem Hashem, uh, if you want to be a super thing. But if you don't want to say, good say good Shabbos. Okay, let's move on to your question. Can a person go to the Casper Mat? Uh, on the way to Shul. So let's see um, <clears throat> what the Gemara says about this. It's prohibited for a person to do his own activities or his own actions um, before he does. This pasuk specifically lichora is that talking about the Kosh Baruch Hu, but the Gemara learns it out that basically tzedek lefanav yalech mean put the tzedek first. I first daven biasem laderek pamav, and then and then go on your way. And this is what's ruled by the Shulchan Aruch. It is problematic. It is asr for a person to do his own activities. Um, we'll have to clarify what is considered an activity. Before before davening, and or um, or start a journey, and the Rambam says, mm-hmm. The Rambam tells us that this prohibition is only samuch right? But uh, sorry, it's uh, only samuch lemincha. But samuch l'shachrit is permitted. What does that mean, samuch l'shachrit? Says the Shulchan Aruch in Arachaim Peitet, Mutali Sabebli Kanes the Merkat Samuch Shachrit. What does that mean? Explains the um, the Mishnah Bura. 
Hainu kodem she'ala amuda shachar. This is before alota shachar. Meaning, the prohibition of doing activities starts from Alota Shachar, not before then. That's Me'ikaradin. Now, the Trumat Adeshen has an interesting, uh, was asked a question. We know the Trumat Adeshen asked his own questions, so he wanted to, um, but the question is as follows. Person says, Birkot Hashachar, he gets to Baruch She'amar. V'chozeh lebeitu v'osat shracha v'chavatzav shapir ka'avidolo. And then he goes and does his activities and then he'll go back to Shul and he'll dab. Says the Trumat Adeshen, Yireh, the lo shapir ka'avid, he is not acting appropriately. D'garasina v'perk ha'ya koreh asu l'adam sh'yaseh chavatzav kodim sh'yitpalel. It is prohibited for a person to do his actions before dabbing. Whenever the Gemara talks about Tfilah, it's talking about Shmona Israel. Meaning, when the Gemara says, don't do your activities, it's referring to, don't do anything before davening Shmona Israel. Right? Uh, and, and, and basically, so therefore, um, um, okay, now let's see what the Ramah says. The Ramah says, V'yesh Mekilim. So says the Ramah like this. The Shulchan Aruch brought down that there is, it's prohibited to do one's actions, one's own activities, we'll see in a moment, as opposed to activities such as a, a mitzvah, um, but for one's own activities, one's not allowed to do it, uh, or travel, before davening. What's davening? Davening is lichora shmonaisha. The Ramah says, Yesh makom la'akel, if one has said his own birkot ator, birkot ha-shachar, betob la'achmir, but it's good to be machmir. Says the Yalkut Yotzeh. Omnam, what about person wants to take a shower, for example? Now we're going to try and work out what does it mean one's own activities? We're going to try and, going to try and hone in on this. Um, says, says the Yalkut Yotzeh. Person wants to shower before going to shul. That's considered not my own activities, but preparation for tefillah, and therefore that is permitted. Rav Shlomo Zalman Arbach is more machmir. He says like this: "Ein la ra'ui lirchotz aguf besabon v'chadoyme kodem atefillah, aval ishtatef v'may bevad efshadu mutah." He says, look, using soap is a problem, but just having a shower, that would be okay. Um, um, he says in the footnote, although having a shower is not considered your own activities, because it's part of your preparation for tefillah, using sabon, soap, that's worrying about your own needs, and therefore one uh, uh, one should be machmir. Uh, the Shevet Halevi argues. And therefore, it's not a problem. Meaning, a person is not taking a bath; he's taking a shower. It doesn't see a problem, and it's not going to cause. Again, one of the concerns was all of these things, you might come to get so 
involved with what you're doing that you might forget to double. But sometimes you tell having a shower, like in these freezing cold days, you're, you're also using it as a pleasure to, to, to you know, just having like a nice uh, hot, uh, hot shower. That is Lichora more problematic. Now in Pnina Alacha, he says like this. Um, let's just carry on um, in the second paragraph. According to a number of poskim, it is prohibited for a person who is bathing to wash himself with soap before prayer, because this is considered in the prohibited type of bathing. However, in practice, one who feels he's dirty and he's intended to become clean uh, and not to pamper himself, he's allowed to wash his body uh, to prepare himself for, for, for tefillah. So basically, says Penina uh, if you're washing yourself as part of your hachana for, for, for tefillah, that would also uh, be permitted. What about shaving? Says the Yalkut Yosef, uh, should a person shave every morning? So he says, Because again, this is the problem of However, everyone who shaves every day when they wake up, so again, it's a bit, it's a, it's a bit blurred. What is considered One could categorize this as preparation for the tefillah, as he says, Mishum Yisrael. Let's, uh, I just want to, uh, the Kut Yosef says, you know, obviously preparing, everything preparing for mikvah is considered chefzei shamayim and it is, uh, it is permitted. What other uh, activities are permitted? And here I want to bring down, and let's come back to the question of the Kaspermat uh, in a moment. Says the Mishnah Bura in Siman Reishon Nun, so he says like this, here we're talking about preparations for Yilchot Shabbos, for, for Shabbos. So you want to get your chalot Erev Shabbos, and you're concerned that basically, you know, by the time you finish davening, there's not going to be any chalot. It's, a, it's a Erev Shabbos, Erev Pesach. So, you know, like <laughs> there's, there's a limited amount of chalot, uh, things are a bit scarce. Says, says Mishabura, ain't pro there's no problem. You can go and you can buy before going to, to davening. Or your wife likes a specific type of cake in a certain bakery, and they always get sold out pretty soon. You can go on your way to Tefillah to stop by to buy the cake. Right? Why? Why? This is considered chafzei shamayim. What does that mean? Are you doing a mitzvah? Yes, it's a hachana for mitzvah. Meaning, this is part of your preparations for, for, for Shabbos. That is considered chafzei shamayim. And says the Yalkut Yosef, although you shouldn't do your own activities, looking after your kids, kibud avayim, uh, doing So the, the bottom line is anything that is and including is anything that is connected to a mitzvah would be permitted. Where do we get such a, where does this idea come from that is, uh, is permitted? So the Prichadash brings a very interesting Rashi in Megillah, which is the source for many of these um, 
הלכות, סנס מגילה, סנס דגמר מגילה כף גימל, ביום טוב מאחרים לבוא. ביום טוב, we come late to show. explains רש"י, שצריך לטרוח בסעודת יום טוב. כך מפורש במסכת סופרים. You got to prepare the meal. And this is a מסכת קטנות, אבל ביום טוב מאחרים לבוא שהם צריכים לתקן מאכלים של יום טוב. Remember on יום טוב, תלעד That's why the Gemara talks specifically about Yantam. But it, it seems to be, how can a person prepare the food before going to Tefillah? Not only to do a mitzvah like gathering tzedakah. That is also permitted. Now, what... Excuse me, why not say... Why not say Osek B'mitzvah part of B'mitzvah? Osek B'mitzvah patur mina mitzvah. So that would be if you're defining a mitzvah. First of all, you haven't started to do the mitzvah. Meaning, let's say, if, if we're going with Osek B'mitzvah patur mina mitzvah, you, first of all, as soon as dawn arrives, you now have a chiv to dava. Okay, so according to some uh, some Rishonim, like, when do we say Osek B'mitzvah Patam in a mitzvah? If your chiyuv for the one mitzvah started before the other mitzvah, so Adarabba, why are you choosing to go to the bakery first? You should choose to daven first. The chiyuv to daven arrived first. Lichora. Um, number two, I'm not sure if all of these categories are considered a mitzvah or hechsher mitzvah. Um, so, so when you when you want to look at the category of osik b'mitzvah patam in a mitzvah, you have to clarify that what you're doing is a mitzvah versus another mitzvah, etc. And 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 they might get into doraitas, the rabbanans. It, it, it can get a bit uh, challenging. However, if we say no, the whole prohibition is chetzei schafatzav, but not chetzei shamayim, then you don't need to get into that sugya, and there's a lot more room to be lenient. Now. Coming back to the sugya of, of the Kaspomite, let's look at the Halichot Shlomo, Rav Shlomo Zaman Arbach. Rav Shlomo Zaman Arbach says like this, Hachnasat Kvisa. You're on your way to davening, and your wife says, uh, before you go to sleep, look, the, the, washing, the, the washing machine is still going, uh, or whatever it is. On your way to shul, do me a favor, put the washing machine, when you wake up, put the, 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 the wet clothes in the dryer. Are you allowed to do that? Says, says Rav Shlomo Zamanar, Hachnasat kvisa mechuleket kparda sugya. Putting the washing into the washing machine, meaning the, the wipes have been separated from the colors, all the work's been done. It's just a simple action, a simple action. Letoch mechonat kvisa vafalata, just to put it in, push on, or taking out the garbage. You're on your way to, to, to Shul, you take out the garbage. Mutarim is permitted. Now, why is it permitted? This is a chefse shamayim. This is a mitzvah. What is the idea behind Rav Shlomo Zaman Arbach? Basically, uh, for those who, uh, well, you won't have the cipher yet. Bezrat Hashem, the cipher has uh, gone to print. Bezrat uh, Hashem, uh, it should be ready uh, by next week. 
um, there is a uh, very uh, nice essay by Rabbi Udiel Haddad at the end of this uh, shir discussing uh, this topic exactly, where it's not so clear what the Isur is, meaning um, according to Samri Shonim, the Isur is Isur Melacha, as opposed to doing Melacha, not Melacha like a definition of Shabbos, but something that, that takes considerable effort or considerable thought and action, as opposed to, you know, pushing a button and switching something on is not considered melacha. So that might be a distinction that we're going to see, which could answer the question of whether Rav Shlomo Zaman gets such a distinction. It's based on a machloket rishonim that for, for those who, when you get the safer, you can read the article and you can see it inside. Um, okay, unfortunately, uh, we, I started the share late and, and, and we, uh, we haven't uh, finished the third topic. The problem is, I would love to continue. The problem is I've got Mincha in, in, in two minutes. It's going to be difficult to, uh, to continue. Uh, is that okay that we, we uh, will we'll finish this setting out on a journey uh, next week? Um, so just to summarize, there are three separate sugyot. Sugya number one is eating. Sugya number two is, is uh, greeting a friend. Sugya number three is doing actions and going on a journey. And the question is, what uh, we saw that the Ramah was makel on certain things if one's already started doing Birkot um, Shacha, Is that Kula of the Ramah, is that regarding everything or is that still limited only maybe to greeting one's friend, but to you know going and doing one's uh, work that might be a problem and opening emails and, and, and starting writing emails, etc. that might still be a problem, even if one has said, Birkot HaShachar. So we'll continue and finish up this topic next week um, and, and we'll leave it at that. Okay. Yashakach to everybody. Apologies again for the, uh, for the technical glitches. Okay. Have a great, have a great week. Kol Tov.